Know your freaking self. What's going on? It's Coach AJ Lou, and welcome to this episode of the Coach AJ Lou Show. In this episode, I'm going to share with you the single most powerful tip for living life on your terms and enjoying your life. And it all starts with what I said at the beginning of this podcast. Know thyself. I believe the the Greek myth, the Greek mythology says that the oracle at Delphi, that all of the uh, Roman emperors would go to to see, to ask advice about war and about the future and all these things. And it might, maybe it was the Roman emperors, maybe I'm, maybe it was the kings of Greece or something. But you know, I'm not a. Don't blame me for getting those little details wrong. But either way, these oracles at Delphi would have the all the answers and all of the secrets to the universe, and they would be fortune tellers. And the uh, kings and the emperors trusted these women to give them the right information. And the legend has it that at the sign at the at the uh, oracle at Delphi, they had a sign that said, "Know thyself, know thyself." So, what does that mean? Well, I'm going to give you an example from my personal life. There is a test that you can take. It's uh, used by many organizations around the country. And this test is called the DISC assessment. D-I-S-C. And each one of those letters stands for a personality trait, you could say it, a way of being, you could say. So D stands for dominance. I is for, uh, I don't know the exact term, but it's essentially interpersonal, like how uh, well do you get along with others. S is, uh, I forget what the S stands for as well, but uh, it's basically how structured are you, how organized, etc. And then C is cautious, how cautious are you. And so you take this assessment, and DISC is unique in one way versus all the other personality tests that you take can take in the world. DISC gives you a natural style and an adaptive style. So what that means is that when you take your DISC assessment and you answer all of your questions, it's going to give you a rating for D, it's going to give you a rating for I, it's going to give you a rating for S, and it's going to give you a rating for C. So all four of those you'll get a rating somewhere between zero and a hundred. But you don't just get one rating, you get two. And your natural style is who you are when you are completely comfortable and completely being yourself. And then the adaptive style is who you are when you are at work or you're in situations where there are other people that you have to please or or you you think you have to please or that you are trying to impress. Now, I'm going to share something with you that was not shocking to me, but eye-opening to me. So when I looked at my natural style, naturally I am a high D, high I. So that means that high dominance, I don't mind taking charge. It's the football coach in me. 
It's the football player in me. It's the leader in me. It's the part of myself that does has no problem leading a group, no problem taking control and moving things forward, right? And then the other part of me that's high is the I, which is, like I said, it's uh, interpersonal or something, something along those lines. But essentially, high I means that you can get along with people and you're persuasive, right? So my natural style is high D, high I. Now, my S and my C are very, very low in my natural style. Like my D is somewhere between 75 and 85. My I is around 70. My S is around 19. And my C, I think, was around 30 or so. So really low, cautious, really low um, in terms of being like the structured I see the I see the forest not the trees and what I mean by that is I see the big pictures I am a dreamer I am a guy that uses my imagination to uh, see a better world and then use that to help create things that help the world become better right I'm not the person that's going to go through your paper and say, oh, you missed a period here. That's not my style. That's not my strength, right? So low S, low C, low caution. I'm, I'm, I'm a free bird <laughs> is my natural style. But then here's where it gets interesting. My adaptive style is much different. My adaptive style my dominance drops to the floor. So I go from a basically eight out of 10 dominance down to like a five out of 10. So my ability and willingness to take control drops by 30% essentially. My ability to persuade people to persuade people drops by about 10%. But here's where it gets really interesting. My S and my C, my uh, attention to detail and my caution, my being careful level, almost double when I'm in work environments. Almost double. Now, you might look at this or hear this and say, oh, that's a good thing, right? Like you're, you're, uh, you're not you know, being as uh, dominant or taking charge as much and you're uh, more cautious and you're more uh, attention to detail when you're in work environment. That's a good thing, AJ. It's a good thing. Now, I know that's what it seems like, but here's the reality. I watched a lady who was a disc, her whole profession is helping professionals at the highest level, CEOs, presidents of companies, some of the biggest names in personal development and some of the biggest names in um, politics, etc. understand themselves using the DISC assessment. That's what this lady does. And what she said in her um, training that I took she said, if you have more than a 20-point swing in any category, then that means that there's something that 
is a trigger for you or that causes you to be unnatural, be your unnatural self. And you should really look into how you can close the gap, essentially. How can you reduce the variance between your natural and your adaptive self where your natural and your adaptive self are the same, one and the same, or maybe slightly different, but for it to be a drastic difference, 30 point swings and double, you know, that tells me that I am not being authentic in certain environments. And it's not by choice. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm choosing to say, oh, you know what? I'm going to be inauthentic today. I'm not going to be my natural self today. What it is, is it's conditioning. I remember being a kid and getting uh, in trouble for not smiling or not being a certain way or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And so you get conditioned to pretend to be a way or pretend to feel a way even when you don't feel that way, right? Uh, growing up, feelings were not something that I ever talked about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, 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 uh, I admire parents that can go to their kids and say, hey, tell me how you're feeling. Use your words. You know, express to me what's going on. Whereas for me, it was shut your fucking mouth or I'm going to beat the shit out of you and don't say another word and stop crying and everything else, right? So because of that, I think that there's some conditioning that as adults, we got to figure out how to overcome. And I believe all of our parents did the best they could with what they had. But at the same time, it's on us to figure out how to break the conditioning, how to break the um, flaws or the Maybe we don't call them flaws, but how to break the current settings, <laughs> right? How to, how to reprogram ourselves. So, so for me, it's all about being able to find a way to reduce the gap between that authentic self, that natural self, and that adaptive style to where they, I can be the same person regardless of what setting I'm in, um, which is an admirable trait in my opinion, you know. So that's, that's what it is for me. Um, but for everyone listening, for you, I think it's really knowing yourself. And when you know yourself, then when all of the world and its billions of decisions come to your face, present themselves... Because you know yourself, you know what you can go after and have confidence that you'll be able to to achieve it and what you really have no business going after. And one of the things that I've learned from a guy named Jim Rohn, who's no longer around, but he's left many great um, videos, books, etc. that you can learn from, that's R-O-H-N. What I've learned from Jim Rohn is that sometimes we go after things that aren't worth it in the end. And I talked about this on the last podcast. You know, if it wasn't, uh, I never said it would be easy, only that it would be worth it. But 
sometimes we go after things because the end goal seems like it would be good, but we don't ever think about our personalities, our strengths, our weaknesses, and how if, first and foremost, if this is a goal that we our strengths can help us accomplish and if it's not we don't think about who we have to go uh, to to help pull in to the project or in order to accomplish the goals so it's just a it's one of those things the better we know ourselves the better lives we can live because we can make decisions and we can move about the world in ways that are going to serve us and that are you know be in our best interest in all reality that are in our best interest and help us to achieve whatever it is that we want to achieve in this life so with that um i would just say really think about who you are and not you know we we want to look at who we want to be and who we aspire to be in that best self and we can strive to make little tiny habit changes there's a book called Atomic Habits that's probably the best book, in my opinion, it's the best book on habits and habit change. But you go in and we can work to be our aspirational self, but really want to understand who we are, how we're wired. And when we can figure that out, how we're wired, what triggers us, what really drives us, what motivates us. How do we move about the world? How do we work? What what are the things that we do? What are our cycles? How are we habitually programmed? Um, when we understand those things about ourselves, it makes the world so much easier because you can just take a step back and realize this isn't for me. Or I'm gonna if I go after this, it's going to be pulling teeth every day because this is just not my strength and sure you can spend time working on your your uh, weaknesses and trying to make them stronger right which is the thing that most people will tell you to do but the question becomes would you rather go from a one to a five or if you're at a 96 and something does it make sense to go to a hundred and be absolutely amazing at that you know, which five points is really going to, or which four points, uh, four or five points is really going to make the big difference in your life. You know what I mean? Like going from one to five or 96 to a hundred, right? Which one is going to make a significant impact in your life? And I think it's the four points going from 96 to a hundred than it is going from one to five. And so focusing on our strengths and outsourcing our weaknesses, <laughs> you know, that's that's the formula that I believe is most effective and I've seen be effective for a lot of a lot of successful people. So with that, I hope you got some value from this. I appreciate you listening. If you, uh, you know, have any questions, leave them down in the comments. Give this a like, a share, all that good stuff. And I will see you on the next one. Peace.